Dear Under Control, I have mixed feelings about this episode. I give it an A- for the Damon and Elena scenes, an A- for the Liz Forbes and Damon scenes, and I actually don't know how to grade this, but I feel like an inner cringe around the themes surrounding alcoholism and eating disorders. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear Under Control, It's been a minute since I've audibly cursed at the Vampire Diaries, but seeing the smug, punchable face of John Gilbert sure did it. (laughs) Man, fuck that guy. Sincerely, Nikki. Welcome to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of The Vampire Diaries, Season 1, Episode 18, Under Control. I'm your host, Nikki. I am your other host, Bridget. We won't be delving into future episodes today, but we will be discussing this episode under control in detail. You have been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. This is the episode where Stefan displays a rare party attitude and Damon's attempt to find out why Elena's uncle John Gilbert has returned to town takes an ugly turn. It just feels clunky. It, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> clunky, first of all. Second of all, understatement. Rare party attitude. Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't really I don't really have anything to say for the previously on. There's a bunch of info that's, like, not important. Like, Stefan loves Elena. She looks like Stefan and Damon's ex-girlfriend. Yeah, we know, we know. But the info that is important to this episode is that Vicky's dead and has been found. That happened. And then in the last episode, Elena gave Stefan her blood. So those are the only two things. I just had nothing for this previously on. I was like, all right, all right, all right, let's go, let's go. Yeah, we we left last episode with Stefan drinking out of blood bags, looking like a hot mess. Yep. And he starts this episode just looking hot. He's doing <laughs> he's doing curl ups <laughs> yeah. or whatever they are. What are they called? Pull-ups. Pull ups. <laughs> curl ups. Pull ups. <laughs> that shows he you how it. much I exercise. Yeah. Um <laughs> He's doing pull-ups from the beams, uh, blasting some music. Uh, yeah. And Damon, in a rare turn of events, is uh, more of the responsible party, telling yeah. him to like, turn his music down. Yeah. <laughs> They've really switched places in this episode, Start like, starting to see that. Of, like, Damon's like, can you turn it up? That's not annoying yet. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the tridelts? Yeah. <laughs> Paul Wesley, I wonder how they filmed him doing, I always wonder this, when, like, anyone's doing physical exercise in scenes, I'm like, how many times did you have to do that? But then again, he looks ripped, so maybe he was like, I'll just skip my workout today and do it for the scene. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, and I think, like, throughout this episode, we'll talk about some major moments, but Paul Wesley crushes this episode. Oh, 100%. Even just, like, his, like, like, they don't need to be telling us that he's drunk, like no or like on the edge like this entire episode like he does such a good job not going overboard with it yes but like doing like stefan but different yeah in a way that you know that something's going on absolutely i even think like we recently did a twilight episode uh go back and check that out if you haven't heard it um But what's funny is that I feel like a lot of the Twilight tropes are here that we saw with, like, you know, especially, like, Edward wanting to kill Bella and stuff. And, like, there's even a scene where, like, Stefan has to, like... He pushes her away. Yeah, and he has to, like, go across the room and, like, throw himself pretty much across the room. And Paul Wesley does such a better job in this whole episode than I think any of the Twilight franchise ever did um, in so many, so many movies of showing 
this and not having it seem super abusive? Question mark. I don't know. Maybe right. it does. Um, but I, I, I thought that he. I just agree with you that he's really a beautiful actor. So also in this scene, Damon, um, he's trying to get Stefan to indulge in the human blood. He's kind of pushing Stefan on his morals in this moment. And yeah, uh, he's like, "What are those reasons? I've never heard those holier than thou reasons. We've never discussed this." Which is interesting because, like, and you and I have talked about this, like you know, outside of the episode, but it's weird how, like, Damon really does treat this like, it's food, dude. Like, what's your weird thing about our food? <laughs> right. Because to him, it's like, what's natural for us is to drink human yeah. blood. And you're not doing that. And that's weird and not healthy. And therefore, Damon's approach kind of makes sense. I mean, he's a dick about it, as always. But, like, it makes sense that he thinks that, da like, Stefan can find moderation. Whereas, like, yes. Elena views it as, like, no, what Stefan was doing before is right, like, with the abstinence, essentially, which, like, so she kind of approaches it more like alcoholism, and Damon is approaching it more like he's got, like, a bad relationship with food, or, like, some kind of yeah. eating disordered, disordered eating. I don't know. It's It's so... This whole episode is really muddied for that. It's like it's like he's drinking actual alcohol and you're like, what? I just... Yeah, but it's also like, is better than eating a person. Right. But also, like, like, they're both right in their approach to Stefan, but in different ways. Like, depending on how you want to look at his blood addiction mm -hmm. um, or disorder. Right. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's complicated and, like, we don't... We don't quite know the extent of Stefan's history with blood at this yeah. point. It seems like it's been a thing that's been brought up before yeah. with Damon and Stefan, but not apparently talked about with like the morality aspect totally. of it. This um, is this is a huge episode for themes of addiction, alcoholism, and like eating disorders. So if anyone has any of like sensitivities around that, probably just skip this entire like arc right here. Yes, yeah. yeah. There was a, a line, uh, do you remember the, the hit song, Every or Everybody in the Club Get Tipsy? <laughs> uh, that, like, was in my notes, because at one point, at the party, everybody is Yeah, drinking. absolutely. Just, like, everybody is getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Along with talking about his need to drink human blood, Damon is also trying to get the town off of the vampire trail, um, which, quote, will be hard since there's a tomb of them running around. <laughs> yeah. But they don't come up at all. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. Yep. We just assume that they're the ones that John is there because he's like, we're like, oh, okay. Well, speaking of John Gilbert, actually, Ugh. we should go to the I first I don't want to talk about John We can John make it Gilbert. short. Th this whole scene is everyone him. feeling the way that Nikki <laughs> feels about him. And I'm like, oh, this is why we haven't heard about you. It was really comforting to hear Matt say, I don't like that guy. And Elena to say, does, does anybody? anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he shows up and, and nobody gives a shit. Like, Jeremy is like, oh, bye. Elena's like, hi. And Jenna's like, hmm. And he's like, couldn't you at least be happy to see me? And she's like, oh, oh my God, it's so good to see you. How have you been? No. <laughs> she's mm -hmm. so funny. And we can see immediately that he's an asshole. Oh, yeah. Like... He talks about, oh, you just thought I would let you sell my brother's yeah, place? the office. Um, and she's like, well, it goes to Elena and Jeremy. And he's like, well, they're minors, so it's my decision. Mm -hmm. And just like that, immediately writing off anything that they would want to do. And he 
throughout this episode does that where you know jeremy doesn't want to go to the party and he's like well it's your obligation so you're going yeah john gilbert has like classic like white male supremacy vibes <laughs> like doesn't he like rich white oh, dude yeah. supremacy vibes traditional conservative love, love it, it. <laughs> he shows up and he That's gets the, the party kind of energy started i love to be around <laughs> So then we go to Matt and Elena, and they're talking at school, and I, I also love that Matt is on board the We Hate Uncle John train. <laughs> like, it's great. And what's interesting is that we see Matt thank Elena for what she did at Vicky's funeral. Yeah, so we get an indication that some time has passed. Yeah. But it also, I was, like, thinking about Bonnie, because we haven't seen her in a few episodes, and I'm like, okay, I guess she left to, like, go be with her family for her Graham's funeral but like that's surely over now um if matt lost his sister and he's back in school where the fuck is bonnie well so she left so they had the funeral and then she left to go stay with her aunt for a while that's the extent of what they've said about it i guess matt doesn't really have somewhere else to go so maybe going to school is like a good distraction for him that's a good point yeah it just really got me to thinking about her because i was like we haven't seen anyone check in with her and like here Matt is being like, thank you for supporting me in my time of grief. And I was like, you know who else is going through a time of grief? And her, I think her absence is deafening. At least it has been for me. Like one episode, sure. Two episodes, maybe. Three episodes without her, what the fuck? I know, it def- this episode definitely made it feel like it's been a lot. And I think this rewatch, I've really noticed how much they write out characters for yes. episodes. Like, Caroline's not here, and they're like, oh, yeah, she's out of town. (laughs) Yeah. You you didn't want to pay the extra actor to just be there. Yeah. So we move from the hallway to Drug Alley, our favorite place to be. Oh, my gosh. We haven't been here in so long, Nikki. No. It's nice to be back home in Drug Alley. This episode has some interesting moments of enemies kind of bonding in certain ways. Like, we have Jeremy and Tyler, and then we have rick and damon so jeremy's sitting in drug alley listening to music and tyler comes up and sits next to him and offers to smoke with him and jeremy says i'm all right he's like what's up with you and he says i'm just i just don't want any and tyler in an interesting turn of events takes no for an answer (laughs) too 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 dark too much (laughs) yeah in my notes i wrote and tyler's not a dick about it Like, so surprised. It's kind of funny that the theme of this episode is, like, addiction and alcoholism. And Jeremy, who used to have that problem, we thought, like, he was the presence of that in the show, now says no to drugs at the top of the episode. (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, the only one completely sober at this party later. Yeah, But it's an interesting moment of them bonding over their grief about Vicky. And Jeremy brings up that they said that she OD'd. And Jeremy doesn't understand how her body was buried if she overdosed. Exactly, which is That means that somebody had something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a super valid point in a major over, like, oversight on the Mystic Balls, like, council's plan. And also Tyler mentions, he's like, I don't know, maybe she saw something. And I don't know why Elena and Liz Forbes don't think of this, which is like, it could be a drug deal gone bad. You know, it could be like someone accidentally killed her in a thing or like whatever, you know, and like, I'm not sure why, (laughs) why they don't think Yeah, making it like a don't talk about it thing is what is making it more suspicious. Absolutely. Speaking of suspicious people doing suspicious things, we go to the Founders Hall (laughs) where uh, Mayor Lockwood is like, oh, yay, welcome back to town. 
John Gilbert and Damon's like, who? What? Who? I love Liz in yes. this entire episode. I love that she's just like, because <laughs> Damon's like, he's a Gilbert? She's like, yeah, John Gilbert. She's like, I just call him asshole or whatever. <laughs> like, asshat. Yes. Like, yes. I love the solidarity. The one thing that brings everybody together in this town is how much we all fucking yeah. hate John Gilbert. <laughs> And uh, and John has a couple of words to say about, like, vampires. He's like, your problems aren't over. There's been, like, missing people in, you know, he gives, like, statistics or whatever about the people that are missing in the 75-mile radius around Mystic Falls. Blood bags yeah. missing or stolen from the hospital. And the mayor tries to, like, calm everyone down. He's like, okay, everyone, let's calm down. And Liz is like, he just doesn't want to cancel his Founders Day kickoff party. And I was like, what is this? Founders football season? Fuck off with all your events, dude. I know. Kick off of what? (laughs) I I was like, kick off of what? Well, like, later, Jenna mentions that the next month is full of events. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's our town's birthday month. They're those people. Yeah, it's the 150th, 100, it's the 150th, my mouth does not want to say 50th. You just did it. (laughs) It's been a few years, Okay. It's a big deal for them. Anyway, we move back to the school where Alaric and Elena are talking. Rick tells Elena about Jeremy's vampire paper. Fact or fiction, the truth about vampires and Mystic Falls. I would read that. I would read the shit out of that. Yeah, that sounds fascinating. Yeah. He also asks her, how do you deal with it? With all the lying and the hiding things from people. Which is interesting. Uh, Yeah. And they have... So I think that part of him... I don't know if you caught the same thing... But I wonder if part of him is thinking about Isabel. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like, how do you, how are you doing that? Like, how are you so comfortable lying to the people you love? Like, yes. my wife did. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know how my wife is uh, your mother. Um... <laughs> you can call me dad. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about lying. It's funny. It's funny. These are the kinds of things that I say to Nikki. I was thinking about lying and um, and about, like, the role it plays and why people lie. And Mm. I think it's always about control. Speaking of the episode title, Under Control. Like, Elena, even though she cares about Jeremy, it's not to, like, harm him. But it is to manipulate the situation to her preferences, which is to keep him ignorant around this stuff. Right, and it's the same thing that we were complaining about Stefan doing to her of, I won't tell him everything so I can protect him, mm-hmm. when in reality, the best thing for him would be to know what's going on. And to give the the other person, whoever you're hiding something from, like, the dignity of their process with that information right. and their response right. to it. Yeah. Yes. As we see later in the episode with Jeremy and some stuff that he does. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Alaric uh, is like Elena's conscience. He's like her Jiminy Cricket in this scene, <laughs> you know, kind of. Like, yeah. he's like, Stefan's a good guy, but just don't forget that he's a vampire. And she's like, he's different. And we're like, ooh, wonder what the theme of this episode is. Yeah, and that is brought up a lot, you know, with Damon, too, saying that Stefan's like him. Yes. And just like, he pretends not to be. He doesn't want to be. The thing with that, though, and I wrote a note about that when that happens later... He's not like Damon. Damon is very calculated. Stefan yes. can't control his visceral urges. Right. Like, the problem to me is that to. Damon and <laughs> Stefan are not the same. He's much more, like, Damon is much more moderated, actually. 
yeah. when he goes on killing yeah. sprees, he intends to. Right. Which maybe isn't <laughs> moderate, but, you know, like, it's a decision. Ugh, we have more John Gilbert coming up next at the Gilbert home, um, where Jeremy, John, and Jenna are at the dinner table, and I am reminded of my own friend group where I have all friends with J names. <laughs> we are going to meet one next episode. Yay! Yes, we have a special guest next episode, which is very exciting. Yeah! In the scene, John tells Jeremy basically that you have to go to this event because you're a founding family member, um, and the Gilberts are important, and yada 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 And Jenna yada. is like, oh yeah, the sacred Gilbert legacy. I'm not a Gilbert, so I never got to hear it. And she's acting like it's some, like, Masonic temple bullshit and, like, yeah. has no idea. <laughs> I love Jenna yeah. so Me much. Too. She's she's a blessing whenever she's in an episode. She's a she's a gift. And Jenna uh, also, like, her vitriol is picked up on by Jeremy. And he's like, why does she hate you? And I'm like, well, if it's not obvious. Well, in a, like, without skipping a beat, John just says, we used to sleep together. Yeah, inappropriate, sir. Absolutely. And Jenna immediately throws something at him. Good like, for I am right here. Yeah. John's a dick. Such a dick. So then up upstairs in the Gilbert household, Elena's sitting on her bed. She's talking to Stefan. And I love the first half of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I feel like even in this scene, you can tell that Stefan is on edge. He's just like a little different. Because Paul Wesley it's is so the best. Yeah. Because they're talking about Jeremy and how much he thinks how much he knows and Stefan's like you should just talk to him yes which is great <laughs> advice like, I can't do that also I don't understand <laughs> like, Elena you're a vampire investigator why do you think you're the only one in your family who is like this Wh- why also can we not have a makeout session when our whole family's downstairs Ooh, yeah well teen teenagers <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't need, like, John coming upstairs and being like, what are you doing? (laughs) It just was a lot. Um, But Stefan gets a little too close, a little too. Gets hot and steamy. And Edward Cullen style, he throws himself across the room for craving Elena's blood. Shatters a lamp and stuff. The next scene is perfection. I love it so much. You ask, I come. I'm easy like that. (laughs) Uh. Damon shows up and she's like, let's go talk. Like She's like, shh, because Jeremy's at the table. And I love, he's like, no, no Elena. Elena, I won't go to your bedroom with you. <laughs> and Jeremy like doesn't care at all. He's just like munching on cereal, no. like in his own little world, which is a great moment. <laughs> and then immediately Damon like gets on her bed and he's like, got her little teddy bear. And he's like, oh, your room is just like I remembered it. <laughs> She's like, can you not? Uh, but she says that she's worried about Stefan. And Damon, who's also worried about Stefan, but is not going to say that to Elena, is like, eh, he's fine. Just give him a day or two. Give or take. Like, and she's like, but it's been a few days. And he's like, then give a little. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's also like, hey, did you know your uncle's been kicking it with the Founders Council? And she's like, perfect. Let's just add that to the growing list of things that are falling apart. <laughs> That needs to be a gif that we send to each other. <laughs> yes. I love these check-ins that they do with each other where they're like, what's falling apart on your end? Yeah, you're you right. this. What's falling apart they on your end? They do check in you with each this. other a lot during this episode. And like, it's becoming like, it, it's kind of bringing them together because they're trying to problem solve. Well, it's also like, it kind of, 
we had the road trip scene, obviously, where they worked together. And then we had the last episode where they had to team up yes. to save Stefan. So they're, they've built some yeah. trust there. And they're strategic together. And I think it's partially because Damon kind of trusts her with information where Stefan doesn't. And he's honest with her. Like, he just immediately was like, hey, yeah. did you know this is going on? Not like, oh, let me figure out everything about it. And exactly. Then I'll let you know what's yeah. Happening. Yeah, there's not this sense that he's trying to control her. Although I definitely think he's enjoying being the stable brother and seeing her struggle with, like, this part of Stefan that he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Are you having troubles with him? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's not perfect. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, he's, such a, he's still a dick. Yeah, he's still a dick. Exactly. <laughs> he's still David. <laughs> Oh, and Damon totally notices. He's like, speaking of uh, things falling apart, why does your room look like Stefan threw himself across it in an attempt to, like, not bite you? And she's like, oh, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. So when's it going to be back to normal? Anyway, Damon says this interesting thing where he says, Stefan, he was like, you only know the version of Stefan who is, like, fighting his urges to an annoyingly obsessive level. And that strikes me as eating disorder talk. You know, right. it's um like no one is like, oh, you for years, this sober person has been fighting their urges to an annoyingly obsessive level. Like, you're just like, I'm glad they're not <laughs> drunk all the time and not like abusive and weird anymore. That's great. They seem normal. But when someone is, you know, eating in a disordered way, that's more like an accurate description of like anorexia, for example. And what's interesting about this, and there have been a lot of studies done on this um, that I've been reading about lately, which is that like when you restrict your food, you're much more likely to binge because your body goes into more of like a starvation mode where it's like, oh my God, I don't have food. I need food. And then there's a binge. And then what we do in our brains, if that happens, is like, that's the evidence that I need to restrict my food. And so it becomes this like cycle that goes around and around. And they did it with rats, like rats who don't have the, they don't have body image, you know, but they starved some rats like from, uh, from sugar and fat and just gave them rat chow. And when they introduced the sugar and fat, they only ate the sugar and fat. They like didn't have any of the rat chow, but the rats that had equal, um, access to sugar and fat and rat chow from the beginning were moderate with both and mostly ate the rat chow. Mm. So like if you have some access huh. to things that are, you know, we consider like danger foods or whatever, like like Stefan, like if he had been moderate for a long time, then he probably wouldn't be feeling this way. And I think that's Damon's point. And that's a very food centric approach like eating disorder approach. Whereas like with an alcoholic, you don't say you just need moderation because that's the problem is they can't moderate and they kind of need abstinence. Like at least that's what I've known of as like the only treatment that seems to work. I've never known anyone to yeah. like kind of recover from that, like by doing moderation. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess we'll have to keep an eye on this and this will probably be something that we keep talking about because at least by the end of this episode, I don't think Stefan's got it totally <laughs> yeah. figured you, out yet. Nikki, you don't think he's under control? <laughs> yeah, I love the moments where he's like, <laughs> yeah. I got it. It's fine. Meanwhile, fucking falling apart, which we see in this moment here where Stefan's home alone. It's funny because if you take this bit. scene where he's home alone drinking out of the Vampire Diaries entirely, someone would be like, oh, he's an alcoholic. I get it. <laughs> You know, but it's funny because like the, the themes are yeah. so muddy because he's literally drinking alcohol to deal with this problem that is coded as alcoholism, <laughs> but it's also coded as an eating disorder. I don't understand. Anyway. So Elena finally takes the advice that Stefan gives her and she goes to Jeremy's room 
And she says, hey, can we talk? 18 episodes in, the Gilbert siblings are finally fucking talking to each other about something. Jesus Christ. Seriously. And they have such great, like, brother-sister chemistry. I love this scene so much. Me too. So good. I want more. I want so much more. She explains that she's adopted, um, and he's totally cool with it, and it's, you know, great moment of, you're still my sister, you're still my brother. Yes. Um, And then she very... Like, we know Elena's good at lying, even though she doesn't like doing it. Very subtly brings up the paper. And Jeremy, also very good at lying, <laughs> is like, Hey, I just thought, you know, I was bored. Whatever, whatever. And then he talks about, like, maybe I've just, like, inherited the crazy Gilbert gene. <laughs> and she's like, no, you didn't. He's like, easy for you to say. You aren't one. Yeah. <laughs> it's great dialogue. And it's definitely, like, a Gilbert off of, like, who's the better liar? You know what I mean? Yes. I think we come out with an answer here, which is that Jeremy is the better liar. He is. He is. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's a nice moment before things completely fall apart later in this episode. Yep. And to begin the descent into hell, <laughs> let's get started with the 12th big event of the Vampire Diaries. I do think that hell looks like a Lockwood party. Yes. Lights are a twinkling. Piano ivory keys are being a-tickled. A sign proclaims that this is the Founders Day, 150 years kickoff. Kickoff of what? I don't know. God. Founding the Founders Council. (laughs) (laughs) They just like founding things. They found this party. They found this thing. They found... Nikki, I found this land. It didn't exist before I found it. No wonder Mm. they did a fundraiser Mm. in the last episode, because they have so many fucking founder events. So, similar to other characters in this show, Stefan doesn't want to be here, because he's uh, going through it, as uh, I think they say. Yeah. And (laughs) who they are, I don't know. (laughs) And Damon's like, we're founding family members, and we have to be here in a way that kind of mimics John's, but he's doing it in a joking way. Totally. It's like, I, we just need to, like, keep up appearances. And Stefan is like, you know, I loved it when you uh, hated everyone. And Damon is like, oh, I still hate everyone. I just love that they yeah. love me. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to see Damon settling down in a way. Like, because I do think, right. like, he's figured out the blood bank situation for himself. He's got a nice little, like, community now that he participates in he's very entertained with like elena and stefan drama like i think he really has weirdly become the stable one yeah and to quote caroline forbes stefan is drunk as a skunk (laughs) as a skunk i love it (laughs) that will live as a soundbite in my mind forever Oh, for sure. For sure. I love when Stefan is like, I'm going to go find Elena. And Damon goes, don't embarrass me, young man. I love it. I love it so much. Nikki, I have a question. Can can we bestow an Emmy upon Ian Summerhalder? Can you and I do that right now? Oh, absolutely. He's the best comedic actor in a television drama. So, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. His timing is perfect every time. Every time. So we cut over to the Lockwoods and the Donovans. Oh my god. Apparently 
you know, Kelly's joke is dark, uh, but also true. Yes. That dead daughter earns you a ticket to a founder's party. Also, Matt's face as Mayor Lockwood is speaking, that needs to be a gif. There are so many moments in yes. this that I'm like, gifable, gifable, gifable. Like, yes. his face is just like, oh my god, as, as Mayor Lockwood is like, this town is one big family. Right. Like, he knows Mayor Lockwood probably better than a lot of people. Yes. Because of Tyler. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's such bullshit. And like for how shitty they were to Vicky when oh my she God. was alive, fuck these people. And and that Karen said like that's what happens when you bring the trash to the party. Like she literally called their family trash. This and the yep. girl who is now dead. And he also unceremoniously just exclaimed to a bar of people that she was found like dead in a ditch. Neat. Yeah. What great a people. neat person. Love yeah. that. And and it's really helping us understand why Tyler is the way he is. And speaking of Tyler, he comes in with some alcohol and Matt is like, oh my God, your dad is going to beat you down if he catches you. And like, he he just says it kind of like a throwaway, like in passing. But we know that this is true. And we see it later. We do. But also there's a part of Matt and I don't blame him in the least. That's like, fuck it. And just grabs the bottle and starts drinking because... You know. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, they are the teens at the party stealing alcohol. And it's funny because, like, Elena says that about Stefan later. Like, when she comes up to him, she's like, hey. And he's like, hey, how are you, bitch? And she's like, what the fuck? Are you drunk? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, you're totally the, like, drunk teenager sneaking alcohol at the party. He's like, I totally am. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's helping me. The alcohol takes the edge off. It, ta- it makes the cravings go away. And I'm like, this is coded for alcoholism. Hit it on the head one more time. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me the show doesn't nail it when it comes to subtlety? <laughs> oh. But Stefan is like, do you want to dance? And Elena's like, you hate dancing, dude. And he's like, no, 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 sober me hates dancing. Drug yes. me, you don't have to beg me, I'll just dance with you. Yeah. <laughs> but even this, you can tell that, like, it's supposed to be, it's like that same thing when you're talking to somebody who's intoxicated, and you're completely sober, and they're like, yeah, it's fun, like, do this. Yeah. And you're like, but I'm worried about you. Yes. Like, you're real far, like, you're past a point of, like, appropriateness level of being intoxicated yeah. very early into this party. Speaking of past the point of appropriate intoxicatedness, Kelly comes over and she's like, oh, changing the music isn't going to work because I already tried. And Elena is like, she already knows what Stefan's going to do. And she's like, you'd be surprised what Stefan can accomplish when he fucking compels, I mean, puts his mind to it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, we see it throughout this episode of Stefan using unnecessary compulsion, which he doesn't usually do. He doesn't do. And that's another alcoholic behavior, manipulation, like manipulation, stealing and lying. And those are three things that we know that he's doing. Um, And so Damon comes over. Yeah. Damon goes over. He says, have I entered an alternate universe where Stefan is fun? Yeah. Yeah. And Stefan goes off to go dance with Kelly. God. What is happening in this show? <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> So later in the party, we see Jenna and Elena together, um, and they're chatting, and Alaric comes up. She's like, hey, haven't seen you in a while, and... <laughs> Remember how I dipped on you? Things have been rough, but I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and he, like, looks at Elena as he's like, yeah, things have been a bit crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
remember how you wanted me to hang out with Elena more? I have yeah. been. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Matt uh, asks Elena, he's like, when did this happen? Like the music change. And she's like, oh, I guess they had a change of heart. Uh, and they dance. And it's very cute. Yes. This episode made me really like Matt. Yes. We can see like kind of how we got in some of the last episode that Matt and Elena have history, but it's not just told to us. We can see it. Yes. And this is a good episode of them being friends. And I really mm-hmm. like that. Me too. Speaking of friends and things oh, being awesome. My favorite duo. Liz and David. <laughs> oh my God. I kind of ship Liz and Damon a little bit. Right? Like, like, I was wondering if Liz has like a little bit of a crush on Damon. I mean, I wouldn't blame her. Because <laughs> he says, you know, I love a woman in uniform, but I gotta say, you're looking great. Yeah. She's like, thank you, I really needed that. Yeah. Like, who is, who is fucking with Liz Forbes's, Liz Forbes's, who is fucking with Liz Forbes's confidence? Because she's a smoke show. Yes. And... 100%. I like this read on, uh, Damon says to her, you know, I like my life here. It feels like yes. home again. And and even though I think Ian Summerhalder is kind of playing it a little bit like... Um, like nice human Damon? Yeah, exactly. This is part of him blowing smoke up someone's ass. But like, really, I think he does. I think he does There's like it. I think he it. feels accepted. Yes. I think he feels in control of the people around him. I think he feels safe in a way. Actually starting to like some of the people yes, in with- town too. I do think he enjoys Liz's company. Yes, and he's got all of his hobbies. You know, he's embroidering pillows and he's probably started up an Etsy shop and he's yeah, mending he's things around the house. Clocks. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is one of the reasons why he's so so upset by John being there because John throws a huge wrench into the mix. And I think that's yes. one of the reasons why Damon acts the way he does later. But we will get to that. Yeah, while they're chatting, Jeremy comes up and is asking about additional information on Vicky. And Liz is like, Jer, it was an, it was an overdose. He's like, yeah, but she was buried. And Liz is like, oh, right, yeah. Um, she says the investigation is ongoing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is a good. She, she lies pretty steadily. She's like, I'm sorry. Jeremy's like, no, it's all right. And he leaves. So that's going well. Um, also, good that Damon's heard it because, like we said, yes. he can go and uh, update <laughs> Elena on this. And we cut back to the dance floor where it's now a totally different party because everyone suddenly started dancing because of the change in music, which I don't know if that would happen in real life. Maybe these events are so fucking boring that people are like, oh, thank God, something to do. Like, they spend the first hour getting trashed because there's nothing to do except stand and hold a drink in their hand. And then now there's music, and they're like, okay, well, great. That's <laughs> so true. Hey, Nikki, I've got a nail. Do you have a hammer? Can we can we hit something on the head real fast? <laughs> Please dance with your alcoholic vampire boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, let's say that louder, Stefan. That's not fucking weird. Can you imagine? Just cringing. Like you're just out somewhere and somebody calls themselves some like their vampire boyfriend and be like, oh, that's really cringe. Or calls himself an alcoholic too. It's just like, okay, I okay. Well, uh, but so said alcoholic vampire boyfriend spins Elena and she bumps into some guy that is not named. Yeah, some jerk <laughs> who was immediately like, yeah, like an unrealistic amount of belligerent. Just a dick. Yeah. Yeah, 
Because she's like, oh, sorry, I'm clumsy. He's like, then get off the dance floor. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, go back to your evil dojo in the Karate Kid. Like, God. But it gives Stefan the perfect opportunity to flex this newfound toxic masculinity. And he compels him to apologize. Yeah. And then compels him to apologize like he means it, which he doesn't do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's a little much. Yep. And it's that classic alcoholic behavior. And Elena goes over to David and she's like, have you seen Stefan's behavior tonight? And he's like... Have you seen your brother? Yeah. Have you seen your brother? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's swap. <clears throat> Sheriff, she was buried. Who would do that? Oh, I know. Me! <laughs> <laughs> David so impersonating good. Jeremy is adorable. And all of a sudden, Elena is like, no, I don't want you to compel him. And I'm like, oh, all of a sudden you're against compulsion? I wonder why. Maybe it's because she saw how fucking demeaning it was when Stefan just did it to a stranger. They end this conversation with Damon plucking a rose off of the bouquet next to him and handing it to her and saying, well, don't say I didn't warn you. Yeah. What is this? It's so random. What is this? It's so random. But it feels so right. Yeah. You know, there's these moments that we've mentioned before in like the road trip episode where Damon is very sensitive yeah. with Elena. Yeah. It makes it extra special because it's rare. Yes. That like you're like, oh, this is very sweet and tender mm -hmm. and you're not normally like this. Which is, you know, what abusers do. Right. But, but it's also you know, catnip it's <laughs> for fantasy. Because right. it's like we can turn the bad boy It's like boy we're good. doing the Twilight episode all over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do we have to talk about this next scene? I hate it so much. So Kelly is drinking her drink and she's done with it. So she puts it in a potted plant, which is wild. Like, you know, the Lockwoods have like butlers around. Like she could put it on literally anything else. Yeah. Um, and Tyler's like, I saw that. And she's like, shh, mm -hmm. don't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. And then she like grabs his drink and downs it. And he's like, oh, uh... And he's expecting to, like, get in trouble because an adult has just figured out that he's drinking alcohol. And she goes, vodka, thank God. And he's like, oh, all right. And I hate this exchange because, as you know, Nikki, I think of this as... She so she's the adult here. And she creates this dynamic where immediately when he sees her, he's holding a secret for her because she's asked him to. And it may be, it may seem small and it may seem innocuous and playful. But then when she grabs his drink and downs it and doesn't get him in trouble for drinking, now it's like she's got something on him. And it creates this vibe of like this, of it makes him feel like they're now equals instead of her being the adult and him being the teenager. Yes. So on the first read, people may think that Tyler is flirting with her. And like maybe he kind of is in his own weird teenage way. But she allows it, and she's the responsible one for, like, creating this dynamic of, like, now we've both got something on each other, and now we're going to go and exist in our own little bubble. And as we see later, she's like, I don't have anyone to talk to. And he's like, I don't have anyone to talk to either. It's like, you are not equals. Yeah. 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 This teenage boy should not be your confidant. Mm -mm. But before we get to that fucking trash fire... <laughs> I was also hoping to see su any scene with Damon and Kelly together, <laughs> but we didn't get no, anything we didn't. like that. Yeah. 
there was a little bit of other stuff going on. <laughs> like Damon and John, um, they're on the balcony chatting. Just, you know, Damon's keeping up his normal pretenses and John immediately is like, oh no, I know all of this stuff. I know about the tomb. Exactly. I know that you opened the tomb. John is a non-funny asshole. And that's why we root for Damon over John. Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So when yeah, he makes the decision John. to throw John over, like to snap his neck and then throw him over the side of the building. Um, We're like, I was like, little rash, probably not the best, but also. I was like, I feel good about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know it can't be that simple. Nope. Remember when we had that really nice moment of Jeremy and Elena talking and it was Seems all so good. long ago now. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's over now. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, in this scene where obviously Jeremy is supposed to be, like, seeing through Elena's act, I kind of don't think that there's actually enough here for me to believe that Jeremy would not believe Elena. Like, she could have said whatever it was, meaning a murder or an OD. Yeah, I think it's her lying that's bad that i think that like yeah. he can see through it because when she's not very believable when he's just like you would tell me if there was something actually going on right she's like yeah of course and like yeah. i think that he knows her well enough to know that like that's a lie yeah because that's yeah. like a harder lie for her because she true. wants to tell him also i hate that she says <laughs> She tells him to just let it go. That was awful. And also, what she said about, like, they're doing what they can to move on. I was like, no, 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 no. Just stop it. They're doing what they can. Yeah, because the more you tell him to not move on, the harder it's going to be for him Absolutely. to move on. Also, I really love that. I think part of this comes back to the compulsion, too, where he's saying, like, no, what they need to move on is the truth. He's talking very much about himself. That's very astute. Because there's something that's not settling right with himself. And it's because he doesn't know what's actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk about this. Okay, so let's just get through it. Yep, 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 yep. Tyler tells Kelly. I'm just like, so, I'm like, I don't want to talk about Tyler says um, outside with Kelly that he was a dick to Vicky and that he, the worst part is that he can't make any of it right. And this would seem sincere to me if he was talking to Matt, but because he's in the situation with Vicky's mom right. and like she's kind of flirting with him and making him feel like he can be on an equal footing with her, I think he's saying it to get on her good side. And mm, I didn't, I think that there's moments of it that I find believable. Like I do think there's like some. I agree. Of I that, think it's based on but truth. But I do think that there's some, yeah, there's some like looking for absolution but it's, i think it's also incredibly selfish to say to the mother of the person that you sexually assaulted i don't even deserve to miss her it's like don't don't put that on her but then she totally connects to it because she neglected her daughter and so she feels the same way i think the reason he won't do it with matt is because it's mm -hmm. harder because with matt it wouldn't be as simple of like like, oh, yeah, I forgive right. you, you know? Because Matt kind of witnessed it. He witnessed the mistreatment. Tyler abused Vicky and Kelly neglected Vicky. And so we have a neglector and an abuser here bonding over a person they used to mistreat. And I kind of hate that about this scene. Yeah, it, it has a lot of layers, which I do yes, like. Yes, for sure. Um, and I do think that 
the show you can tell is trying to start to humanize yes. Tyler. Um, I just wish that, like, they could have shown him being a dick to her without the attempted assault. And it would have been a lot, lot better for the show to have him be redeemable. I completely agree. Since they didn't even ever make it, like, they never treated it with the right amount of weight anyway. It just seems like, why did you yeah, even do Yeah, it seems like this? normal dickish behavior is what they're presenting, presenting it as instead of, like, assaulting someone is, like, incredibly serious and it is a crime. Like, it's not, it's not a crime to use right. free speech and be a bully. Lots of people are bullies and say shit that they don't yeah. mean. Or, like, stand her up yeah. or, like, not talk about her to your parents. Like, oh, yeah. that's dickish. Like, you could have just done that. Yeah, exactly. Instead of making it... Oh, God. Anyway. You know, the best way for them both to make amends for this past shit is to change their future behavior. Yup. Because a lot of the times people, you know, do shit in the past that they can't change. But it's like, Kelly, do get your shit together. Tyler, stop treating women the way you treated Vicky. Like, that's how you can, you know, move forward. It's... But it's hard for us to move forward with them because we've seen all the shit. Anyway, Kelly leans over the table and grabs Tyler's lapel and looks meaningfully into his eyes and says, you're nice to talk to me. This is sick. And for Mm -hmm. that to be her answer to what he said about Vicky and like treating her daughter like shit. Like, you're nice to talk to me. Like, no, 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 no. That's all I have to say about that. Another sanctioned don't. Don't. (laughs) Therapy. Um, And then to make things worse, we go inside and Matt and Elena are talking. And Matt says, is it bad that I'm enjoying myself? No, Matt, it's not. We love you. It's not. Like, because it's probably like the first time he's enjoyed himself since Vicky. And like. And he gets to move on because now he knows what happened. Like, officially. Yeah. And he's like having a moment for himself. And like. He's like, I do need some air. So he and Elena are going out to get air. And Elena is clocking Stefan. And you can see this moment of like, I don't want to be around yeah. him when he's like this. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also, I think, part of her is like, I don't want him to see me going outside with Matt. Yeah. Because she doesn't want anything to happen. Yeah. Because he's... Because he's overreacting yep. to things. So she goes out with Matt and immediately Elena's like, oh, God. Yep. <laughs> so they see Tyler and Kelly kissing and Matt just clocks Tyler and Tyler clocks him back. Yeah. And then uh, he, he, um he hits him so hard that he bumps into Kelly. She goes flying across a table and there's like broken glass everywhere. And Tyler just starts pummeling Matt and Alaric, who is the fucking best breaking up another Tyler fight. Yes. Grabs Tyler off of Matt and Mayor Lockwood comes up and it's like deja vu. Nikki. It's like, we've seen a scene almost exactly like this. Yeah, except this one, there's a little bit of extra checking in from the mayor with Tyler. Where there, this seems like there's something happening because Alaric is saying to Tyler, he's like, what was that? Yeah. Like, what was that? Because Tyler snapped. Yeah, it was, it was different from before. Fuck, man, this scene has me like physically just mm-hmm. tense. I'm bummed out. <laughs> By the scene. Can you imagine the writer's room when somebody pitched oh, this God. idea? All right, let's get far, far away from here. <laughs> to happier moments. Like, Damon walking up to Stefan, and he's like, do you want bad news or really bad news? 
And Seven's like, honestly, I don't really want either. He's like, okay, well, do you want to hear about how the council's back into vamp mode? Or do you want to hear about how I just killed Uncle John Gilbert? Casually. Love him. And Seven for a minute goes back to regular Seven because I think the shock of it, he's like, wait, what? What did you say? As Damon's walking away. But he stops because he can hear Kelly crying and he can smell the blood. And you can see that like immediate like change in his priority. Yeah. And he walks up to Kelly and like finds her like he can sense her inside and then he goes outside to find her he comes up to her and like she's her forehead is bleeding and she's crying and and he he gets so close to like he he puts his hand on her forehead and like puts her blood on his fingers and he's like this thing on your forehead why it's strawberry syrup that's my favorite there's something really predatory about it too where it's like this woman who so is vulnerable. like injured mm-hmm. and crying and it makes it like right better yeah in some way for like him. he heard the crying first before he smelled the blood yes yeah and this is very you're right that's very predatory to be attracted to vulnerability kind of like Kelly being attracted right. to Tyler because there's something about him that's vulnerable that she can sense and Kelly says i messed it up i always mess it up and so I wanted to mention this moment, um, or this thing, because Bridget forgets about it every time <laughs> we talk about it. And I think you told me about it. We have no idea if this is true or not, because I'm not going to do any research about okay. it. Um, but from what Bridget told me when we were teenagers... I have no memory of this. <laughs> the writers had intended to make Kelly Donovan a succubi, or a succubus. That's very and, like, cool. There was like an actual thing about her like attracting men and like hurting or killing them. So when she first came into the show and she's like, "Oh, it's Greg. Like I messed it up. I always mess it up." And then like she like reels in Damon and like all these guys and things like that. It's like an actual thing she can't control because she's a monster. Whoa. Um they don't end up doing that route because otherwise we wouldn't be telling you about it right, right. now. But I just think that that's interesting, and if it wasn't actually intended, it should have been, because that's cool as fuck. It is. It is a cool idea. Also, then we would be talking about sex and love addiction, <laughs> and the themes mm. of that with Succubi and, uh, with the what's the other one? Succubi and... Incubus? Incubus, yeah. Mm-hmm. Incubi, yeah. So Stefan, after he takes the blood and puts it on his hands, he's just outside. He, like, walks away from her. He's, like, able to pull himself away, but then he's got the blood on his fingies, on his little fingies, and he sticks his fingies in his mouth. Struggling. (laughs) Because you can see him, like, physically trying to resist. Like, you can see... Paul's so good. He's so good. Like, you can just see the pain on his face, and I will say it again until my dying days that Paul Wesley has one of the best pained faces in the game. Mm -hmm. And we ain't seen nothing yet. And we ain't seen nothing yet, baby. <laughs> what do you mean, Bridget? I this thought is the Bonnie pinnacle of Stefan's sadness. All the pain is going to go away. <laughs> oh, speaking of pain just going away, all of a sudden, John Gilbert walks into the party, which, by the way, Damon is, like, vibing the party. Like, we see him by himself, and he's just, like, bopping his head. He's smiling at people. He's drinking a drink, you know? Having a great time. And then John walks in, and it's like a it's like a Logan Fell moment all over again. Remember that? When, like, Logan walked yeah, in and, really like, is. waved at Stefan at, like, school night. 
um, career night. Then we see Mayor Lockwood giving his boring speech, and he wants to introduce one of the favorite sons of the this town. Is so self indulgent, big clan vibes, and I he's hate gonna it, ring and a bell. And, it's, and Alaric and Damon talk about. He's like, he's like, hey, have you noticed the ring on the town's favorite son? And he's like, oh my god, that looks like my ring. And he's like, yeah. Where'd you get it? Isabel? You mean the mother of the child that Dr. Gilbert got? Exactly. (laughs) So they start connecting. You mean the brother of the doctor? (laughs) They start connecting the dots and they're like, oh, like maybe he knew Isabel. So before we get resolution on that, we go back outside and Stefan is trying to walk to his car, I guess. He was trying to get away from the party. And the jerk that we saw from earlier. Oh, man. He's waiting for Stefan. And he's like, yeah. He intentionally bumps into him, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, sorry, man." Oh, it's funny. All I can seem to do is apologize. What's that about? Yeah, and Stefan's like, "You don't want to be doing this." Like Stefan's on a thin string here. Yeah, we we are we are really testing <laughs> Stefan's ability. I gotta say, to this guy himself. is such a jerk that it is really satisfying to see Stefan just like catch his punch and then like cripple his like crush it his hand like and bring the guy to his knees like i was actually like yeah (laughs) like i'm not a violent person i don't enjoy watching violence but like i was like yeah Yeah. get him moving on to a very important scene jeremy goes home after his conversation with elena and he immediately goes up to elena's room and starts snooping because he's looking for her vampire diary And he finds it. <laughs> and and we see her entries and talking about Jeremy and taking his pain away. And monster. Vicky was a monster. And it is everything he could possibly need. And the fact that Elena wrote all of this down <laughs> in a fucking book I know. is insane. At least me. put a lock on it, Elena. Like the good old fashioned diaries, <laughs> you know? Little padlock. Yeah. Or like one of the cool ones. When I was a kid, I had a diary that was, like, voice activated. That's so cool. Um, Yes. It worked for shit, but it was really neat. Um. (laughs) Speaking of Elena, we go back outside the party, and Elena is, like, looking for Stefan, and he just kind of, like, vamps away. And then she sees there's a body on the ground, and she walks over to the man who was such a jerk to her before. Um, But that doesn't matter. She's just like, are you okay? And he's like, I fell and hurt my arm. I'm clumsy. And she's like, oh. But I think for the audience, we're like, is he dead? Like, did Stefan kill right. this man? For a second, yeah. So it's actually kind of a relief that he isn't right. dead. <laughs> Although who knows what would have happened if she hadn't come out right at that second. So back inside the party, oh, this scene turns my stomach. This is just another no good, very bad scene. I, um, so... Tyler and Mr. Lockwood. I don't want to talk about it. I'll, t- I'll, I'll do it. So Tyler is in another room with his dad um, and kind of going off of the what happened there moments. Tyler's like, I don't know what happened. I just snapped and lost control. And where Mayor Lockwood was kind of protective of him before and like asking if he was okay. Now that has faded completely And he backhands Tyler and he says, that is the last time you ever embarrass this family. Which Tyler has a a shocked expression on his face 
Um, he's even apologetic like before that he's like i'm so sorry i don't know yeah i hurt i hurt inside i don't like it fuck mayor lockwood and you know this kind of behavior is what primes tyler to be abusive to others yes speaking of families falling apart we cut over to the donovan home and matt is just throwing kelly's things into a suitcase he is done 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 with her um she comes in and she says, what are you doing? And he says, I'm, but I'm done. <laughs> like, I want you out. Um, and she's pleading for him to stop. And she says, I know, like, I failed you. Um, I failed Vicky. I promise I'll get better. And Matt says, I'm better off without you. Ouch. Yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah. But her appeals fall on deaf ears Matt says, I want you out of the house in my life by morning. This is an alcoholism storyline as well. Because it's like, as we know, like it didn't turn out to be her having like a supernatural problem. I'm really proud of Matt. I know it's baked in anger in this moment, but we've been talking through this entire time of Kelly being home, how much he doesn't deserve to have to put up with this. Yeah, And she just committed a literal crime. He is better off without her. While she's like this? Yeah. But it sucks because, like, it's it's interesting, though, that, like, child services are never called. No one is ever, like, Matt Donovan does not seem like he's being taken care of by his mother. And I think that's really interesting, too. And maybe that's, like, an oversight on the part right. of the writers that, like, if this was happening to a 16, 17-year-old boy, like, we don't know how, how old he was when she left. Like, child services would have been called at some point. Like... Yeah, the fact that, like, Sheriff Forbes isn't, like, like, he's Caroline's boyfriend. Like, she knows what the fuck is going on. She knows that, like, Vicky and exactly. Matt were just living by themselves. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just so depressed now, Nikki. Can, can, can we get some, can we get some laughter in? I'm just like, uh. Oh, yeah, because we have my new favorite yes. duo besides David yeah. and Liz. Two Harrison Fords. Taking on the world together. <laughs> Damon and Rick now have a common enemy, and that's everything. Everything. I know. I love that they're just like, they just make a good duo. Look at them go. They do. They do. And they debrief with John on what he knows. And he is kind of straight up about it. He explains why they can't kill him. Um, and he's like, by the way, I'll tell your secrets, you know, if you kill me, like... I'll make sure that those secrets, like, you know, I don't know how he's going to do that. Maybe he's sealed it in an envelope somewhere and it's like, deliver in case of my death. Probably, I don't know. yeah. Um, but he's like, I inherited my ring. How'd you get yours? Yeah, and he's like, I wouldn't have given it to Isabel if I knew she would just give it to some other guy. And then he says, how do you know Isabel? And she says, yeah. Who do you think sent her your way when she wanted to become a vampire? Yeah. And Damon's like... He also asks about, like, how do you know about Catherine Pierce? And he's like, how do I know anything, Damon? It's like, obviously, Isabel. I don't know. It seems like he knows more than Isabel. That's how they're presenting it. Because he's saying things like he sent Isabel to Damon. Like, he knew about the stuff in the town before. We've also gotten some weird things with, like, oh, I'll tell you about, like, your Gilbert, like, heritage and things like that. Like, there's something going on here. Yeah. And John is... Yes. 
an asshole who has answers. Yeah, and I just hate him. Bridget. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> so we go to the Gilbert home where um, Jenna says she's not very excited to have another month of these Founders Day events. Ugh, it's great for I, our account. I totally get it, account. Jenna. Yeah. It's great for our count, yeah. Yeah, we're 12 for 18, I think, which is so many. (laughs) Elena checks on Jeremy, and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. So so he doesn't confront her. He chooses not to confront her about it. And then she goes to her room, and it's terrifying. We see Stefan in the mirror. Yeah. Horrendous. I love this scene, though. It's so good. He just is falling apart. And he just, like, explains to her how he's feeling and that he's just losing it. And I love this moment where he says, and all I keep thinking is about how I promised I'd never keep anything from you, so I'm telling you this. Yeah, which is really good. And she's like, I want you to be telling me this. He says, but I don't want you to see me like this. I don't want you to know this Mm. side of me. Yeah. And it's so vulnerable. It is, and it it doesn't read, as I said before, it doesn't read as an abuser scene to me. No, it's like, like I'm genuinely like this I seems need like help. shame. Yeah. Yes, and it fe- and this is why this feels like like a like a disordered eating kind of parallel to me. The whole thing of like I don't want to be struggling with this. I don't want you to know this about me. Like, right. and he feels so much shame and so much just like I just want to hide and like yeah, not and have then- to feel this way anymore. A beautiful moment that is reminiscent of the first time that they were together intimately. She tries to get close to him and he backs off and he's just like, He's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. He's He's like, I'm afraid of what I could do to you. And she says, I'm not. And our brave, dumb Gryffindor is, goes up to him and she says, I'm not afraid of you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like. Very this dumb. is now crossing the line into abuser alcoholism territory. Right. Of like, I'm afraid of what I could do to you. Right. That's that's freaky. I do wonder, I feel like, I, I do wonder, because like by the end of this episode, it seems like he made progress by telling her about this and then kind of regresses a little bit. I wonder if her like being like, I'm not afraid of it puts too much pressure on him interesting like her being like i'm not afraid of it like you'll be able to handle it like you could handle it instead of being like okay you need space i'll give you space because i don't want to make this harder for you Mm. yeah i did think that the i love you so he's just like i love you so much yeah i love i love that because i think it's the relief of her not saying like i'm disgusted by you right yeah i think he what he needs is love and acceptance. acceptance yeah yeah. And she gives that to him, and it's beautiful. Yeah. So I think the thing that happens at home, where we go next with the with the Salvatore brothers, where Damon sets his drink down and leaves the room and is like, "Have a good night." Well, because he comes up to Damon, and Damon's like, "We got we have issues. We got really bad things going on, completely unrelated." And then he looks at Stefan and says, "You don't look good." Do you think that Damon, like, I don't understand what his thing is here why why isn't he trying to mentor stefan more why is he pushing him into this i don't know i don't get it because i think damon could help stefan i don't know i don't know if he is still struggling with 
being angry with Stefan. And also, mm-hmm. like... Maybe he wants Elena to see it. He also mentioned something about how they're going to need their strength because of, you know, whatever. And I do wonder if he sees Stefan's diet as a liability for them because he's yeah, not able that's... to help out. And for him, he's just thinking strategically and doesn't really mm-hmm. care if Stefan implodes his life romantically or, like, relationshiply. Right. But he has to know that Stefan needs help with this and that... yeah doing this on his own is not going to go well. Mhm. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird and it, this may this whole thing makes me cringe cuz it's so messy. This story that they're presenting it I think it has implications for real life themes and for people that are actually struggling with things like this. And it's it's a weird mix. It's like a weird braid of like three different storylines kind of going or like types of themes and it's kind of just blending it all in together yeah um and nikki i have a question for you as stefan reaches for this glass of blood and drinks it down i know that you hate kissy noises do you hate swallow noises oh a thousand percent because it ends with a (laughs) yep i had a friend growing up who would glug whenever she drank things and you were like oh no no i'm good thank you hard pass (laughs) bridget that's it that's the episode oh boy that was a humdinger of an episode (laughs) nikki who are you taking and who are you staking i am taking jeremy and i'm gonna take him and sit him down and just explain everything to him cool And give him the time to explode and be mad and feel rightfully like he was fucked with and just give him a minute. Um, I'm staking John Gilbert. Of course I'm staking John Gilbert. Fuck John Gilbert. I'm so upset that he's in the show now. I hate him so much. Bridget, who are you taking and who are you staking? (laughs) Similarly, I am taking Elena and Jeremy finally being open with each other. So... That part of things was lovely. And applying it to the second conversation. (laughs) Mm, Exactly. I am staking Mayor Lockwood because what the fuck is this? Two episodes in a row, we get a parent slaps a child scene. What's happening? I No me gusta. Anyway. Bridget, what's the word of the day? Our word of the day, Nikki, is construe. And that means to analyze the arrangement and connection of words in a sentence, or to understand or explain the sense or intention of something in a particular way. Nikki, what's your sentence? I said, it's hard to construe the writer's intentions with Stefan's struggle. Mm, that's good. What did you say? I said, Jeremy construes Elena's cagey demeanor to mean she knows something more than she's telling him. Mm. Yes. <gasps> Nikki, what's your tarot card and for whom? I feel like one of the words you used when describing this episode was messy. Correct? Yeah. I picked the five of wands. I knew it. For just everybody. (laughs) I also picked a five. Isn't that interesting? Ooh. Yeah. 
I, I was like, oh, it's, I, I had a similar thought. I was like, it's a three or a five kind of episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's definitely <laughs> around there. Uh, five of Wands is like messiness and big feelings and a lot of like clashing energy. The messiness is either like internally or externally, but I think in this sense, it's yes. The answer is just yes. Um, there's a lot of internal messiness, external messiness. And I feel like they're very much in the thick of the mess. Like, things are still getting dirtier before they're gonna resolve issues. Mm. I think we're really building up to the season finale. And this is when the thick of it is getting a little rough. <laughs> it's ramping up. Sure it is. Ooh, I love that. What five did you pick? I picked the five of swords. Nice. And I picked this for Stefan. So I just want to read, I I wrote a little paragraph about the Five of Swords, and I'm just going to read that. And and this this is just in general what this, I would say this for anyone. So drawing this card shows that you may be tempted to beat yourself up over mistakes you've made, or mistakes you're afraid of making. Some part of your brain may make up a story out of what's going on that you'll never recover, or that you should feel ashamed, and you may be plagued by a fear of not being competent enough in some way, but it's not true. Lean on others for support, even if the small voice in your head is saying, you should be over this by now, or you screwed up, you'll just continue to screw up, irreversibly, nothing can be done. Those are just stories, it's not a reflection of reality. So I want to give that to Stefan, because my dude is struggling with something that he can recover from. And I, I think the most important thing that Elena gives him at the end of the episode is love and hope. And then he feel he goes home and he feels like, you know, this is a mistake or what he's doing is going to, you know, he's just still struggling. And I just want to give him this this healing balm, this healing balm of the five of swords. Poor baby. Mm. Wow. Well, that's it for the episode. Yeah. That's all for Under Control. I've been your host, Nikki. And I've been your other host, Bridget. Thanks for joining us, and tune in next time to find out if we ever see what happened with Jonathan Gilbert and Jenna's relationship. Tune in next time to see how many more events we can squeeze out before the season ends. Dear Diary, you ask, I come. I'm easy like that. Dear Diary, I lost my balance and fell. I'm clumsy. Dear Diary, but if you think there's not another part to this, then you haven't been paying attention. Dear Diary, I ruined it. I always ruin it. What's wrong with me?